Welcome to the Delano Newsmakers podcast, bringing context to the stories that matter in Luxembourg. I'm Jess Baldry. Finding affordable, good quality housing in Luxembourg is getting harder as house prices grow out of step with salaries. Today I speak to someone working on an ambitious project that could help. Imagine you come home from, from work and then you drive into a large car park and this is a, a strange way of coming home. But this was our idea to put the cars in a car park so that the streets uh, are reserved for the children to play. So you go down from the car park and then you are in the streets where you see many pl uh, children playing on the street. Then we have different kind of areas where also people can meet. People, younger people, older people, next to the supermarket, next to a, a bistro, where people can sit in the, in the streets and live in a different way of life that we do not have in Luxembourg. That was the initial goal of creating Elman. And so now this main, this big, very big project in Luxembourg is under construction. And we are really happy to see how it evolves in the time. That's what we do in Elman. That was Guy Entringer, director of Luxembourg's National Affordable Housing Association, the SNHBM, describing Elman, a brand new village being built on 27 hectares of farmland in the west of Luxembourg. Once completed, Elman could house up to 2,000 people in 375 houses, costing around 550,000 euros each, as opposed to the national average of 750,000. It also includes 375 flats, social and affordable flats. Guy, Elman sounds amazing. What's the catch? Well, I hope there's no big catch in Elman. Um, the thing is, many Luxembourgish people like their car. And uh, the disadvantage of Elman might be that your car is not in your house, but you have to walk 50, maybe up to 200 meters to find your car. The positive side of it is that next to each car park, there's also a bus station. So we hope that people take the bus, take their bike to do whatever they have to do and leave the car in the car park. So how many homes have you sold already? The first uh, phase of selling the homes is underway. So uh, at today, I cannot tell you exactly num what number has been uh, sold. We, for the moment, try to sell 54 or 57 homes altogether. But we have about 400 people that gave us a dossier uh, in order to be candidate to get such a home. So there's a very big demand for the first uh, phase of selling houses. The first criteria of our company is that you have not another home already. So you have to live in the home that you buy at our company and you have to live there all the time. So you can never, never rent it to somebody else. That's the main uh, purpose of our um, company. Second, then we also see what's your earnings. How much uh, money do you earn in the year? And there we... Um, we use the conditions of the Ministry of Housing that we apply and you need to get a certain prime d'acquisition from this housing ministry and then 60% of our customers need to get such a prime. That's the second criteria. But more, uh, up to 40% of the people do not need to get such a prime. So they can earn a little bit more, 
However, there are ceilings. So if you earn as a, as a single person more than 100,000 euros, for example, you cannot buy at our company. All these informations are available on our website. But essentially, everyone has the access to, to similar quality of, of accommodation. There isn't a difference necessarily between someone who has to take the prem and someone who doesn't and the quality of housing they can access. No, the houses are the same. Uh, it's just if you get the prem, then uh, you get a, a large discount in Elmen. So because the housing uh, ministry, the housing ministry is financing uh, or is subsidizing in a kind of way the people that get the prem. So that's the difference. The housing is the same. Now, this is the SNHBM's biggest ever construction project. And the association has been around for about 100 years. Why weren't you able to do something like this before? Well, we have been developing some big projects in Luxembourg before. Uh, we have been constructing the main parts of Zens. That's all our project. We have, um, in Bonnevoie, we have built the, um, the Kaltreis. And in Sassange, we have also built uh, large parts of it. So it's, for the moment, the biggest project. But there have been other big projects in the past uh, at our company. Also the Kiem, uh, in front of the RTL Towers in Kirchberg. That's a city of SNHBM. So what was specific about this project that enabled you to do it on such a large scale? Well, in this case, we managed to buy 27 hectares of land. Uh, we were the, own, the only uh, owner of the land and we offered the government in order to create a different kind of project, we offered this land uh, and they decided to create this new, different project in Almen based on our proposal. But this land is, uh, is a huge piece of land. I mean, how did you, was it several different owners? Um, how did it come into your hands? The first person that wanted to sell, he had 16 hectares. So that was quite a big piece of it. Uh, starting well, right from the start, we discussed, of course, with the local commune, with the commune of Kelen, and they were in favor of a project for affordable housing because they wanted to keep their young people in the community. And so they were positive. And then after we bought these 16 hectares, we continued buying land so we ended up with these 27 hectares. Now, we know that there is enough constructible land in Luxembourg, I believe, to build up to 80,000 housing units, according to the latest estimates. But it does seem that landowners don't want to sell. You were quite lucky in this instance that they did. Um, I mean, do you think we need to introduce some different measures to incentivize the landowners, like compulsory purchase orders, for instance? I think that it's very important that uh, land is not integrated into the PAG, that's the construction land, until the community, the public community, is the owner of the land. Because why should uh, the price of this land be multiplied by 10 or 20 just because you have the land on the right side? So I think that it's very important that the public authorities first become the owners of the land and then integrate it into the construction area and then we can build affordable housing. If we first integrate land into the constructible area, the prices will be too high and we cannot offer the, the houses at the price that we are used to. Okay, and do you think that's going to be possible? 
I think that's a very common exercise. I see many mayors uh, in all the communities very often, and that's what we suggest. Of course, they decide, but if the land is integrated into construction land, it's simply for our company also too expensive to buy it. I see. Now, I applaud the many environmentally friendly elements of Elman. You, there are things like construction out of wood, reduced co use of concrete in the foundations. You have solar panels, uh, the different car parks, as opposed to each house having its own garage. But the fact that Elman is constructed on farmland has, I'm, I'm sure, attracted some opponents. What's wrong with building on brownfield sites? I think that... Uh there's no perfect project. So in each project, you might have disadvantages. Of course, we needed farmland uh, to use for this project. Um, but I think that we very much paid attention on, on the environment. Uh, so all the houses are built out of wood. Uh, we, lose, we, we use a lot of um, solar energy for the, also on the car parks, on the individual houses, on the apartments. So... No project is perfect, but we definitely aimed, uh, we had very high aims for Elman, and I think that we, we are on a good way without being perfect. Now, the recently created Tenants Association, the Mieterschutz, says the problem is now, the problem of affordable housing is now impacting middle classes. So a single person who's earning an average Luxembourg salary can't afford to rent a home in the city and in certain other areas of the country. So they think we need up to 40,000 affordable homes to meet demand. The 375 flats and 375 houses seem like a drop in the ocean. So how can we ever expect to meet this huge requirement? Well, we are only one company uh, besides many other companies, but we, we made really big efforts in the last years in order to offer more homes. So only five years ago, uh, our company constructed about 80 homes a year. Now we are 250 to 300 homes a year. So we maybe want to increase more, but uh, it's, it's not that easy that we can increase the capacity of our company. We are on the way. But of course, we are only one company and we will not solve it uh, for the whole country. So you think we need some other actors to get involved and, and can we rely on the private developers? I think that uh, it's a combination of the public and the private actors and also the housing ministry always says that the commune are very important. So I think it's a combination of all the actors. Um, the difference between the public and the private actors are, of course, there are margins. And the public uh, sector just wants to build houses and they are sold on the price that they cost compared to the private actors that they pay a lot more for the land but they also have different goals of their margins and then they usually always sell to the highest possible price and this increases the prices of course so the public offer needs to be increased we do what we can for our side the fond de logement is another actor that has to increase their output and then hopefully in a few years we can offer more homes. Uh, but already now, as an HBM, is maybe we have eight to ten percent of the public uh, of the of the altogether uh, offer that we built. So we are quite an important actor, but we are not able to solve the problem.
course, you can't do everything alone. Um, now, Housing Minister Henry Cox did say he'd like to see more mini Elmans around the country. Um, you're saying SNHBM can't be doing them all. It's time for other actors to step up. Um, what about collective, housing collectives and things like that? Well, I think abroad you find many housing cooperatives in different uh, countries that's far more common than in Luxembourg. In Luxembourg, they are doing their first steps um, and this could be an option. I think that also as Nashbem is now constructing some colocation, some uh, very big apartments where different kind of people can live together. It could be for students, it could be for adults. Mm. Uh, so we have a few of these apartments under construction and uh, the final aim of who is living there is not defined yet, but uh, at least these apartments are under construction, so we also will offer a different kind of apartments uh, to our people, not only a house or not only an apartment, and this is a, a mixture of, of offer that we want to offer to our customers. So just explain to me what a co-location is, is going to be like then. Is it like student accommodation in terms of you have a shared kitchen, but you have a, maybe a smaller apartment? Uh, what we understand on a, on a colocation is a very big apartment, for example, with a very big kitchen and a very big living room. And then each person has his private room. Uh, sometimes you share the bathroom only with another room, but not more than two, or you have your separate bathroom in your room. But you share the living room and the kitchen. So we have now five of these uh, apartments under construction. Would you be prepared to live in somewhere like that? Maybe I'm, I'm starting to get too old. I have a family with two children. Uh, but coming back from university or so, it would, however, be an option to live in such a, a commune because it's different. Uh, it will also be a lot cheaper than having its own apartment. And on the private market, you see such a demand. Uh, it's obvious people want to live together. They want to reduce their costs of living, but it's an appropriate uh, and you have a privacy in your room, so I think it's a good option. The Housing Observatory recently reported a 15% annual increase in house prices in Luxembourg. Increasingly, we're seeing interest from funds in Luxembourg real estate because of this rampant growth. What are your feelings about funds and investment in real estate? Is this just exacerbating the problem and squeezing more people out of housing? Well, I'm not a politician and I'm not deciding on what's going on in the whole country. But personally, I, yeah, I'm, I have doubts that funds are the best option for the whole construction market. Uh, if I see friends that have a similar age or are younger, of course they want to buy their own homes. And if funds come, they of course have different financial means, uh, which doesn't make it easier. For the moment, the offer in Luxembourg is already not high enough or the demand is too strong. And if the demand of funds is even increasing, then the problem will be even bigger. So I hope uh, that private people can buy the homes that we offer. For our company, it's not a problem because we only sell to private people. Um, but for the whole market, I'm not convinced that funds uh, are the good solution because they simply increase the demand and from the moment already demand is too high compared to the offer and this you learn in the first economics lessons that then prices go up which is actually the case for the moment. 
Guy Entringer, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can listen to all our podcasts on Delano.lu and on all podcast platforms. And subscribe to the Delano newsletter for all the latest Luxembourg news in English. Sign up on Delano.lu.